Hello, I am Heidi and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people and share true stories of overcoming life's challenges. We are taking life's lemons and making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Well, Kate, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I am so excited to get to know you. So start out by telling me a couple of things about yourself first. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Anne. First, thank you so much for having me here. Love the podcast and so many people can relate to all of this. So yeah, I'm very excited. A um, couple of things about myself. I was born actually in South Africa, wow. um, came over here when I was eight months old. And then in my teens, I became a, a naturalized citizen. Love, love being in the U.S. I'm in the Colorado state state of Colorado. Um, something else is many people over the years have commented that I have a really calming energy about me, uh, that it really helps them to balance. Uh, I feel like this is just a beautiful gift that I share just naturally, it just comes through. And it helps also with my life coaching and oh, just being with people. And then oh, one more thing I would share is about 25 years ago, uh, while meditating, I discovered that I have, I'm receiving these amazing, profound insights. So I started decide, I decided to start writing them down. And there's so many beautiful words of wisdom, that it ended up resulting in my two books that I've published. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, amazing. My, yeah, I'm very honored to to be the an author. I never imagined myself to be an author. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. It just is coming to you and you're taking advantage of that gift and writing it down. That's wonderful to yeah. hear. But you have to tell me, is there a lemon to lemonade story in that as well? I've got to know oh. why you do what you do. Yes, uh, not so much a lemon in the um with the writing. Automatic writing. Uh-huh. But yes, uh, a lot of lemons from my childhood and beautiful how it transcended into who I am today. So what I'll share is um, I was brought up, um, you know, by two European parents and they always wanted just the best for us. I'm the oldest and I have two younger siblings, all girls. And so my mom unfortunately had an horrific experience when I was around one, one and a half years old. And that was that um, my dad accused her of trying to kill him. And she wasn't. Um, he was later diagnosed to have a severe mental illness of paranoia. And this caused a horrendous amount of, uh, well, certainly the ripple effect to the whole family. Um, causing a dysfunctional family environment. Now, my mom did the really great job, amazing job holding us together. And she stayed married with, with uh, our father uh, up until I was 18. So she did, I must tell you, I, I just give such honor to her and her strength. And my dad was a good provider and he was a good man, but it, the dynamics caused so much upset in so many ways between my sisters and myself. And something else really big happened when I was two years old. Um, 
I was a curious toddler and I went to a window and I ended up falling out of this window. And it was about a story and a half high. And as a result, I lost most of my hearing. So I did not have any, um, and it was a really traumatic event. Right. So I didn't have any hearing aids because back then they didn't have any type of hearing aids from my type of hearing loss, a nervous, a nerve, a nerve damage. So through my grade school and uh, high school and junior high school, people thought I was stuck up because I wouldn't respond to them. And I was so ashamed. I had such low self-esteem and no confidence and great shame. I didn't have the courage to tell them, well, I can't hear you. And that caused a, even more dampening of my spirit. And so between the dynamics of my parents and my shame with my hearing, because I have to tell you, I really thought there was something wrong with me and I did not matter. It's incredible though. This is all a beautiful gift. I think it was in my early 20s. So when I got out of high school, I decided to get my own hearing aids. And that opened up a whole new world for me. And then, um, oh gosh, I think in my the end of my college years, I'm like, I had had enough. I knew deep inside there was something wanting to come out, an urge inside of me to make a change in my life. So I took the bull by the horns. I had enough of this frustration and massive anxiety and sometimes depression. And I took personal self-help development classes, a lot of reading of books, got into spirituality, started meditating, uh, had a lot of psychotherapy. Oh yeah, well, I had uh, also been molested at a, as a child. I forgot about that. That's a good thing to forget about that. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> a good sign. So wow. through all of the wonderful help and the psychotherapy, the EMDR, yeah. I was able to actually start feeling like maybe I am worth something. And I started feeling better about myself and building my self-esteem and knowing that I do have self-worth and that I do have gifts and skills that I can offer people and know that I can be of service to others. Now it did take time. There was so much there, but it, it truly Heidi. And I will tell to each of your audience members listening, it is totally possible to, to transcend low self-esteem and low confidence. I'm living proof. And it's because of this that I'm so passionate. This is the beautiful gift. This is where the beautiful lemonade comes from. The incredible gift, uh, a depth of passion and compassion I have to be of service. And I don't think I would have had that if I did not have the experience from childhood. And I personally think everything really does happen for a reason. And that I chose my parents to experience this. And so, Little by little, I started being able to do more work, feeling happier and getting rid of anxiety and still certainly having to work at it, but it's built on itself. And I've become so where I'm very confident 
and very high self-esteem, but not a place of, um, you know, egotistical, but a place of knowing that I am like everyone else. And everyone else is massively great, wonderful, and we all are here for a reason. So I started out as an accountant. I got a degree in accounting, but also in psychology. So for 25 years, I worked as an accountant. And yeah, about 15 years ago, I got this inner guidance to quit my job and start working in like a, as a coach. And I thought, oh, I could never do that. Oh, I don't ha- actually did not have enough confidence at that time to do that. So I was nervous and I ended up actually getting laid off. <laughs> so, oh, but it was the it. universe's way for me to yeah. actually direct me to what I was really meant to do then. Right. And that is to be a coach and to support other people in building their confidence and knowing their self-worth. So I started creating my own workshops. I got some people attending. And that's about the time when I discovered my gift to uh, write some profound messages from, from the universe, from God and from my guides. And so it was so beautiful. I'm like, there's no way I cannot keep this only to myself. So in 2010, I published my first book called Deeply We Are One, which is really about recognizing our own greatness. And then through that, we can see the greatness in others. And then in 2020, I published my second book called um, Humanity's Cry for Change. And the subtitle is Actions We Can Take to Create the New Earth. And again, this is about embracing the greatness of who we are, truly knowing our worth. And through this, again, we can see this better in others and to make great shifts on the planet. And there is a whole bunch of other stuff on that book, but I won't go into that. But the thing is, I have the confidence now to be able to share this with others and also with my life coaching. So I did switch into life coaching after I got laid off. And I'm very grateful because it feels really good to do this. And so that's what I do. I I really empower others to know their greatness. There's so many simple exercises and tools we can use and so many resources available to help people to truly recognize their their worth. And when we embrace that, not only do we feel better, but those around us feel better. And then there's that beautiful ripple effect. It makes a positive shift to all of humanity. Right. So right. thank you for letting me go on and on. I could <laughs> just talk and talk, but, <laughs> no, but that's, how, that's how it is. That's great. I love it. No, I, I was just thinking about how you said when you were in college, you kind of took the bull by the horns, you said, and you decided to change. So what if someone's thinking like, should I change or can I do it? Like, what do you think, what would, what would you tell them? Or what, what did you tell yourself back then to make Mm -hmm. yourself really decide now is the time to finally change and stop being this way? That's a great question Uh, for me. And I know this is true pretty much for everyone. The pain was so difficult. The challenge of having a miserable life. And I see other people are happy and there's, I've heard of people having good relationships and having friends. 
the pain is really what really was a good strong catalyst for me to realize I could have this too. So I would suggest to your listeners to recognize, yes, if there's something painful, or maybe it's not all areas of your life, maybe it's just one area, or if it is all areas, to just really recognize if you can, to really embrace that there is good within you. One of the things we can do is think about all the compliments we get from other people. That could be a little, perhaps an anchor to hold on to, even though people should not have to have proof that they're okay. (laughs) Sometimes we need that proof. Just to get started. Yes, to get started. Yeah. So yeah, that that is true. It's good. You can say that it's like, we don't need that proof and that validation from other people. Like you're still a decent person, whether somebody compliments you or not. But if you're just trying, like you said, to just get out of that pain, and maybe you just need to replay that one nice thing that somebody said at one Mm. point to get you to realize I'm okay, to be able to get you on a new track and a new way of thinking. Right, precisely. I was also thinking where there's sometimes with the pain, and we're so used to that pain that we can't imagine not living in the pain. Yes. So whatever we need to do, do you have tools or advice to like, what do you have to do to finally decide the pain really isn't worth it, even though it's comfortable and we've been in it for a long time and it's all we know. And it seems scary to leave that space. What would you say? Mm. For me to have the faith and trust that you are always taken care of. This is, um, people know this word by many names, God, or the all that is, or the creator, or the universe. But we always have the guidance and the support from the universe. And also from, uh, if we can, to listen to our intuition. So pain pain is difficult, and yes, you said it so well it's very easy to stay there because it's comfortable. But I would challenge each one, or perhaps I should say really invite, to really think about in the past, what change have you made? And it actually worked out okay. So what is the history of decision-making and where have they led you? I would be willing to bet that most, if not all people will say, well, yeah, I had that really difficult time. It was so hard to leave my then boyfriend, but I did. I had the courage. And you know what? I was right. It succeeded and I'm feeling happier. You know, I went through a divorce when I was um, 40 and it was the difficult, but yet as a result, it gave me so much freedom and I'm able to do my work better as a result. So I would say, think about what you have done in the past that has succeeded and maybe even just take small steps. One little step at a time can really help as well. Plus there's so many resources available, the internet, uh, friends, if you can trust and confide in someone. And then there's a lot of exercises, like one simple one, Um, this is so simple, 
and yet very powerful. And that is just every day, write down or think about or talk into your device, three things that you've done that you can appreciate yourself for. Like, and it doesn't have to be a big thing. We can appreciate ourselves for preparing a wonderful meal or showing up for a friend or appreciate ourselves for the courage to show up for, <laughs> for a job that we no longer like, but we're still showing up. Or how about the appreciation for being a good listener or being a great gardener or just getting your work done? Just in so many things, little things we can appreciate ourselves for. And I promise if we can do that every day and do it sincerely, the sense of, oh, looking at the glass half full, there are good things I can do. That really helps to build our self-esteem and it has a cumulative effect. It is a good tip because we are, we're looking for it and especially having to do three things and it, and it's different from writing down what you're grateful for. You mm -hmm. know, you're like, no, I'm, I'm showing up for myself. I'm doing some things and it could be something basic as you even got out of bed that day. You know, that's, yes, that's yes. a plus. So I love that, that tip of just uh, writing down, you know, three things and then to think to ourselves, we can do hard things like, Yes. And things change, you know, whatever's going on right now yeah. won't be this way in a few hours or days or months from now. Oh, yes, that is such a good point. Things will always change. Yeah, I, I think it's like the nature of life. We all know it always has its ups and downs. And so if we're in a downtime, things will go up again. Yeah. And yes, when things go up, things may go down. But as we get older, and we have resources, we know how we can implement the tip or tool to then make the down not so down. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you could have stayed stuck in the way you were raised and mm -hmm. even the molestation and the, your hearing loss with not being able to hear and people judging you, you could keep that label and you could just still be telling that story and using it as an excuse because it would be hard to do anything else yeah but you're this great example of like if you can do this yes. and now you encourage other people that they can do it too yes absolutely it truly is possible is and you know possible. we just have to work at it it's takes discipline and commitment yeah. every day and awareness right. right i i love the i came up with a three there's several but there are three real simple tools that help any tool uh, more effective. Well, actually, they're more concepts, and that is uh, commitment, intention, and awareness. I call it the CIA, but it's not the government agency. <laughs> but you know, when we have that commitment to ourselves and the intention to succeed, and first is awareness, it's like awareness of self-talk. So there's just so many good tools out there. There is. I love that CIA. I think that's great. And it really does start with being aware of what we say to ourselves yeah. and questioning that being true or not mm -hmm. and looking for people that would you, would you take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from, right? Yeah. So I think that's a good starting point is like, as you talk to people in your life and people criticize you or 
or make fun of you or mean comments about you, it's like, would you take advice from that person? Then we need to just disregard their opinion and search for people in our lives who who build us and are honest with us and want to support us, right? Yeah, I think that's a good start with the awareness. Yes, it is. And what kind of environment are we putting ourselves in? Are we going to continue allowing ourselves to be abused by someone? That's where the awareness comes in is like, does this feel good emotionally? And how does my body feel about this? And would I be willing to take care of myself well enough to actually make a change as scary as it may be? But to take that change, that leap of faith, it's huge. And But see, that's where the beauty comes in, Heidi. When we do and we make that change and we see that is actually successful, boy, that creates incredible amounts of empowerment. Definitely. It demonstra- demonstrates to us how resilient we are. And I promise, I even though I don't know who your listeners are, I do know every single one of them are resilient. They have amazing gifts and they can become, or they already are empowered. I totally agree. We got to tap into that power that's already in us and yeah. dig it out, find it if we dig need it to, out. <laughs> whatever, whatever we need to do. <laughs> yeah. But it's there, whether you believe it or not, it's there. Yeah. You can tap into totally. that. It sounds yeah. like you are just such a light for people. I love how you introduce yourself saying that that you are so peaceful and people feel this comfort around you. I can just I can just see that after talking oh. to you for just a few minutes. You just definitely have oh, this you. way about you that is is calming and comforting and and I appreciate yeah. you sharing that gift with us as well. Like that is Thank a gift you. that you've been given to be yeah. able to be this type of person that people feel oh. comfortable Thank confiding you. in and and yeah. learning from. Thank you. Yeah, it just comes through naturally. And my joy, truly to share it, just really my joy to be of service. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your what is your cup of sugar to our lemonade? Every single person is an incredible gift on the planet. There are so many wonderful gifts and skills that each one of us has packaged up in a unique way. So I would just my advice And my encouragement is to truly tap into the greatness of who you are. If that, if you're not quite there yet, learn about some simple tools like what I mentioned in our talk today. Uh, There's so many resources out there. Um, I know that each one of you listeners are amazing. And it's a matter of just building up your self-esteem and self-confidence. I think that's number one. And of course, one of the biggest things you can do is have self-awareness, especially around your self-talk and that we create our own reality through our beliefs, through our feelings. And if we're very passionate about something that creates even more of a opportunity for creating our own reality. So I really just want to empower the audience to know You are an amazing person and you can create change and you do have the, all that it takes to do that. So I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is so great. It's funny because I have experiences almost every day that help me realize that my reality is different from somebody else's reality. 
And it's weird because you think we're all living this life. We're all here. We're all in the same neighborhood or whatever. But it is what's happening behind your door and someone else's door is completely different. And it's easy to be offended or think things, Mm -hmm. you know, because of what we know and what we experience. And why is that other person not? doing and experiencing and knowing the same things as us yeah right and we tend to just kind of feel this judgment on people and i just had an experience this week where i was with my friend at a restaurant and she she wasn't eating all of her food she was full but she said you know isn't that interesting if the chef came out and saw my plate still full how would that make him feel Oh, how is that chef going to feel? No, he's not going to go. Oh, she must be full. He's going to take it personally for his reality of like, it wasn't good enough. I'm not good enough. I didn't make it good. You know, whatever. And you could spiral into like all this negative thinking, right? Just based on this one meal that is half eaten. And so it's interesting. It just, again, reminded me that we all have these different realities that we're living in. True. And we could see something with someone and just put our own judgment on it and our own yeah. experience on it, which couldn't be maybe not the truth for what they're experiencing. Yeah. Oh, well said, Heidi. That is so true. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got to stop doing that, right? And start realizing that people have different realities Absolutely. and that we're not all living the same life with the same right. experiences. We all have our own filters of belief, different realities. Um, And this is a true, I believe it's true. It's from Jack Canfield's book uh, I read many years ago. Um, There was a restaurant and the father comes in. He has three children and they're crazy. They're just screaming and they're this and that. And the father seems very despondent, not paying attention to the children. And the patrons are starting to wonder, well, what the heck? Why is this father not taking care of his kids? We're in a restaurant. This is not appropriate. And then someone spoke to the father. And the father said, we just left the hospital. The children's mother just died. Doesn't that put everything into a different context? Now that reality is so different from what we assumed and how powerful it is that we can recognize in others, maybe they're not having the same beliefs or they're going through a certain experience. And then it seems almost acceptable. Yeah, I can understand now why the children are being um, wild and upset and the father despondent. So it's all in the context as well. Yeah, and there's different reasons why people behave the way they do. And we just have to give each other grace like just yes, exactly. be kind and understanding because we Absolutely. really don't know what other people are going through and we need to just absolutely embrace them where they're at and just love them and be yeah. kind yeah and to yeah. embrace ourselves also and be kind to ourselves absolutely. it all starts with us yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. and don't pass of... judgment on yourself <laughs> oh, yeah don't pass yeah. judgment on ourselves yeah yeah. yeah, we cannot judge ourselves for the moment we are in right now. We're just, right. we're in a process and a journey and things will yeah. change. So, Yeah, my book, Beautiful. Humanity's Cry for Change, covers some of that and that. There's many key concepts that helps us to deal with this whole 
turbulent planet that we're going through, the times that we're going through. So, well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for writing that. Thank you for oh, sharing with thank me. You. Thank you for helping people. I just really appreciate oh, this. You are so welcome. It's such a joy. And thank you for having me here. I'm very blessed to have been able to hear this and I appreciate what you're doing. You're still here? Well, then enjoy this little outtake from that interview. Yeah, people are welcome to check out my website, joyfulradiance.com. And there's articles that really help uplift people and so if people want to opt in they'll get a monthly newsletter and also two free heartwarming meditations and there's just a lot of good information on the website i'm always open very very happy to hear comments or questions if anyone has a question for me that's that's great i'm glad people can reach out to you too and know that you will understand no judgment, yes. accept them where they're at. So I think that's, that's very true. Good. Very much. Good. I live my life that way. Yeah. It's a beautiful Thank place you. to be. It's a wonderful way to live. It's a lot, it is. a lot happier. It is. Yeah. And that is one of the things I teach as well. I teach to question our thoughts and look for the proof. Oh, and I also yeah. teach about forgiveness, forgiving ourselves oh, and yes. forgiving those around us too. So it's a happier way to live for sure. Oh, that is such a good way to live. Yeah. The universe is here to protect you and sustain you. So yes. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.